Live from St. Margaret Mary's Catholic Primary School in Spotswood, across our neighbourhood and across the world, you're listening to CEM Radio Edweek on Live FM. our neighbourhood and across the world, live from St. Mark Mary's Primary School in Spotswood. You're listening to CEM Radio Edwick on Live FM. For our second last segment on the St. Mark and Mary's Roadshow on Live FM, we have Austin and Tyke as sport leaders interviewing AFL football star Lachlan Fogarty, a former student from St. Mark and Mary's School in, in Spotswood and a current staff member, Miss Emma Lugger. Hi, Austin and Tyke. Hello everyone, this is Tiger Austin, the sports captains of St. Margaret Mary Spotswood. Today, we'll be interviewing the one and only AFL superstar, Lachlan Fergity. After Lachlan, we'll be interviewing the kindest, most generous former PE teacher, now art teacher, Miss Emma Gwerk on Live FM. But first, a little bit about Lachlan Fergity. Lachlan has spent the last three seasons at Geelong Cats, where he was recruited at number 22 in the national draft from the Western Jets. Played a total of 23 games at Geelong and during his time has kicked six goals. A couple of weeks ago, Lachlan was re- recruited by the football team, Carson football team, and will begin at his new club in 2021. We're excited and proud to welcome former student of St. Margaret Mary's, Lachlan Fogarty. Good afternoon, Lachlan. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate this. Least we can do. Sadly, due to the current restrictions, we are unable to see each other face to face. Otherwise, we would have asked for some autographs. <laughs> yeah, hopefully in the future I can come back down. That'd be good. Yeah. Always send an invitation. Yeah. Get you over, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to business, shall we? What was St. Margaret Mary's like when you were here as a student? Yeah, so I was in, at St. Margaret Mary's. I finished in 2011. Um, and yeah, I haven't, I haven't been past, past the school recently. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing about St. Margaret Mary's is it's a very small Catholic school. Um, I actually went there with my cousins as well. My two older brothers went to the same school. Um, and yeah, we really enjoyed it because it was a very inclusive school. Um, it didn't matter whether you were grade three or you were grade six, you know, you could, um, you're friends with everyone. And that, that's one, um, important thing about St. Margaret Mary's. It hasn't changed too much. <laughs> it hasn't changed I think much. the physical size of the school sort of prevents it from growing too big. Yeah. And that can be a benefit. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, about a small school. I reckon there was about 140 kids when I was there. So is it still the same? Very similar? Very similar. Yeah. We have a we have st- we have grown up to I think about 160 at one yep. stage, and then we've come back to 140. Nice. So yes, it's much the same size. Okay, lovely. So moving on from that, what are your fondest memories of being at St Margaret Mary's? Um, geez, there is a few. Um, the one thing about St Margaret Mary's is obviously with Miss McGuirk, we could do any sport we wanted, and um, representing the school was a was a really big thing for me and something I was really proud of. Um, you know, we, we tried all different sports, whether it was um, AFL, basketball, cricket, soccer, t-ball, um, softball. Um, that was one thing that um, I really enjoyed. And also back in the day, I don't know if you still have the same system, but I was in Blue House um, and there was always a bit of, bit of a rivalry with Yellow House. Um, 
at the athletics. So yeah, that's a, that's another good memory of mine. Blue House usually got the win as well. Mm-hmm. They've had a bit of a run. <laughs> that's for sure. Winning. We're keeping up the streak. <laughs> so um, at break times um, nowadays, we play games such as basketball, tag, football, stuff like that. What kind of games did you play when you were on the ice? Yeah, we were very similar. Um, we played a lot of basketball, a lot of football, um, soccer, um, cricket. It, it depends. So in the summer we were playing cricket and then, yeah, in the winter we were playing football. Um, and, yeah, I felt it was really important at recess and lunch after you've done all your schoolwork um, to, to run around, get your break, um, and then make sure that you switch back on once you, you get back into the classroom. I found that was really important. Lockie. Asphalt. We have no. We had no grass. I think we had dirt and asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and playing the lunchtime sports on the asphalt. Do you have yeah. memories of that? Yeah, you come home with a few grazes on your leg, a few band aids. Um, yeah, it was. It got pretty physical at times as well. Pretty competitive because, as I said before, you were you were with kids who who were a bit older. So I might have been a grade three who was hanging out with the year six students. Um, but, yeah, that, that certainly, certainly toughened me up over the years. And actually, Tig and, and, and Austin, how do you find being out on the yard with the asphalt? I know that you, can't, you, know, you throw yourselves around. Uh, how, you, do you find you, how do you find it? Oh, well, a bit weird. On the asphalt, um, so when we play on the – we have a small, like, fake grass area, and over there we play a much more, like, aggressively if we're playing. <laughs> and when we're playing on the asphalt, um, so, you know, when you're in basketball, you're, like, kind of, like, steal – when you're, like, trying to, like, grab the ball or something, you kind of do the same when you're playing, like, AFL on the asphalt because you don't want to, like, hurt someone, but at the same time you really want to get the ball. So, like, yeah. you can't – yeah, so it's – much like how you described it still. Like, yeah, you'd still, like, fall over. you get a few band-aids when you leave. But, like, yeah. Same as us. Like, same as on um, – we always change the days. For example, Monday, Wednesday, and Tuesday, we always have our formal uniform, and we don't like playing that many running games or, like, AFL, so we just do, like, basic games that don't involve that much running. Yeah. Then when it's Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, we just go all out, just, like, tackling, um, gang up and things like that. Yeah, yeah, we were very similar. Wednesday and Friday was out where we could wear our sport uniform and, yeah, that was very similar to us. We'd be running around with that. We are known as the school on the postage stamp. That's the size that when the big schools come against us, they say, oh, yeah. you're the little school the size of the postage stamp. Yeah. <laughs> let's start leaning away from the school part. Um, let's go into your AFL career. Yeah. You've been really successful and you're very smart at it. Uh, being an AFL player, what advice would you give to a budding AFL star? Um, you know, it's it's all the usual stuff. Um, make sure you're working hard. That That is number one. Um, and then at every training session, um, you're getting the best out of every single session and you're, you're going to training wanting to improve um, and getting the best out of yourself. Um, and, yeah, just, just training at a high intensity. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really important um, to have a, a well-balanced lifestyle. Um, one thing I was big on um, when I was trying to play, so when I was in year 11 and year 12, um, I wasn't just focused on footy all the time. Um, and that way I feel um, your mental health, you feel a lot better. Um, you know, footy can get pretty demanding at times. Um, 
but yeah, if you've got, you've got other avenues such as study, um, I felt that that was really important for me and getting the best out of myself. Would you also say that to someone other than AFL, just like, or would you just say that for AFL specifically? Look, I think it's important for just people in everyday life, um, just to have a well-balanced lifestyle, no matter what, what goal they're trying to achieve, whether it is being a professional sports star or, um, you know, wanting to be a doctor or something like that. I think it's really important to, yeah, just be really well balanced and um, not just focus on the one thing all the time. Um, do you always see yourself play, uh, playing AFL uh, professionally? Um, it is something that I always wanted to do um, from a young age. So I have two older brothers who were really into their football as well. Um, unfortunately, they didn't make it. Uh, my middle brother did play in the in the VFL, which is the second league from the AFL. Um, and I also had a, a family friend who um, he ended up playing for the Western Bulldogs and the, the Greater Western Giants. So um, after seeing that happen, uh, yeah, it definitely was... Yeah, Callan Ward. Yes, Callan. You guys might have heard of Callan, an ex St. Margaret Mary student. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it is something I always wanted to do. Um, but at the same time, as I was just talking about before, um, you can't just put your all your eggs in that basket. Um, you know, you need it. You need to have other options in case it doesn't work out for you. Um, but definitely, that was always the number one thing, and that's what I wanted to strive to do. Our mindset uh, at St. Margaret Mary's has changed. So um, we have mindsets now. Um, some of them are courage, persistence, resilience, collaboration, and curiosity. Um, what mindset do you think is essential to be a successful football player to have a successful career? Yeah, uh, I think they're, they're really good ones. Um, I feel like everyone's different as well. Everyone will have their, their own um, different mindsets that they want. Um, for me, it's just about competing, um, hard work. I, re- I really like the courage one that you guys said. Um, and also just having fun. Um, that, that's a really big thing for me is just make sure that I am enjoying what I'm doing. I'm not just doing, for the, doing it for the sake of it. Um, and that's something I've definitely always carried with me since I can remember. Um, it's something that my parents have always said to me as well and my brothers, just make sure you're in enjoying what you're doing and um, thankfully I'm doing something that I, I really love. What do you think like the most important thing that you might have learned at St. Margaret Mary's was? Like, what did you take into your secondary school? And yeah. St. Margaret Mary's? Yeah. Um, St. Margaret Mary's was great in setting me up for high school. Um, so I was going to St. Kevin's in year seven. Um, I didn't really know many people there, um, which, you know, it can be a really big deal um, going to year seven. Um, I was catching the train for the first time as well. Something, again, I haven't experienced before, but um, St. Margaret Mary certainly taught me how to be a, a respectful person. Um, for instance, you know, when I, I was catching the train, um, I'd, I'd have my seat. If you see an elderly person who's standing up and they haven't got a seat, just little things like offering my, my chair to them, I think can make a real big difference. Um, that was St. Uh, Margaret Mary, sorry, of... Um, also taught me um, how to treat others the way I want to be treated um, and yeah, helping others who, who need my help as well. Um, and also in the classroom, just being a really encouraging classmate. Um, no negativity. Um, it's not good to be, to, to be negative to your friends and your classmates. Um, it's really important to, to bring them with you. Um, you know, and if they need some help with some work, 
um, it's yeah, it's really important to to help them. And yeah, they're things that Sir Margaret Mary has definitely taught me throughout my my seven years there. And I think it's something you actually displayed a lot when you were here. That's something I definitely remember about you, is that that you got on with everyone. Mm. And um, I remember um, as a grade three four, we pulled you up to play with the grade five sixes. Quite a challenge. And maybe not, as our, our kids will know, we have a little boy, Mitchell, who's tiny, and Eddie, who's really tall. There's about a three-foot difference in between the two of them. And when you have to work with someone that's physically, you know, a different size, um, can be quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember you being able to get on with the older kids, that you, would, you had a quiet confidence. Mm-hmm. You were able to sort of make your way into the team without sort of... Um, um, not a you know quiet confidence, mm. and uh, find a place and work with the others, and within a short time we're part of the team, as if you were a grade five six. It was you know, quite um, a lovely thing to see. Not yeah. surprising that that's something that you've taken with you into the future to high school and beyond. Yeah, and that's even um, going to a new football club. When I first got drafted to Geelong, um, you with different players, all different abilities. Um, and yeah, it's, it's as you were talking about. It's really important to try and connect with them. And you know, I've got a new challenge now. I'm going to a new team in Carlton. Um, you know, I'm pretty much starting again. It's a new chapter in my life. So yeah, they, these are things that um, I've carried right through my whole life. Not just primary school. It mm-hmm. continued in high school, and now it's continued um, working um, at an AFL club. Good on you. All the best. Thank you very much. This is just a quick question. Are you excited to go to Carlton or would you have preferred to go to a different team? Like, for example, what's your favourite team? <laughs> uh, no, I'm very excited to go to Carlton. Um, I spoke to them earlier in the year and um, I, I felt a very good vibe from them. And, um, yeah, it, it was a hard decision. I really loved my, my time at Geelong. Um, but I felt the best thing for me moving forward and to try and play as many AFL games as I can. Um, Carlton was the right spot. Um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited. I'm very pumped. Um, so, unfortunately, um, this part of the interview is over. So, on behalf of Austin and myself, I'd like to thank you for coming and taking part, of, in, taking part in this interview. It was amazing to meet you, even if it was only over Zoom. Um, and it was great to hear how St. Margaret Mary's affected your life and the stories you had about it. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate that. Um, I love doing that. And, uh, yeah, I wish you all the best in the future. I'm sure you guys are all going to high school next year. So, yeah, really enjoy that high school. Don't be afraid. Um, it's a very fun time going into high school, so enjoy it. So now we'll be interviewing former PE teacher, now art teacher, Miss Emma McGrook. Ms. McGuirk is a kind, generous and fun, and in our opinion, she deserves the best and fairest award at St. Margaret Mary's. Let's welcome Ms. McGuirk. Thank you, boys. Nice to be here. Um, It's really rewarding, and uh, to be thought of as kind, generous and fun um, is, you know, really wonderful. Um, And it's just how I would like the, um, the students at St. Margaret Mary's to see both physical education and art as something that is a fun activity to do so you can learn and have fun. Well, you've done that as a very good job, Mr. Glick. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll start the interview now, shall we? Yep. Fire away. Okay. So, Mr. Glick, you've taught sports here for a long time. What's a memory you have of Lockie or any other student here? 
Okay. Well, Lockie's a good one because we've just just seen him. Um, tell you what, he hasn't changed in appearance all that much. His hair's a bit shorter. I think it must be the style of the times. Um, but you know, I probably would have recognised him had he walked. You know, walked in. I would have thought, ah, there's there's Lockie, bit taller, bit bigger, definitely. Um, Lockie was a, a definitely a memorable student, and there've been quite a few across the years here at St Margaret Mary's, and. Uh, 18 years is quite a long time, so I've seen quite a few people, uh, students, come through, and it's a joy to hear uh, what they get up to in high school and, and beyond. And there's quite a few that have, have you know, made state-level competition um, as well as AFL football. Lockie, I remember as a grade, especially in the grade three, four level, because I think that's the time when a lot of students start to, um, you can see the sporting ability. And he was one where all his... his Physical skills were, um, he had a great toolbox of skills that he could transfer to any sport that he wanted to do. He could have chosen, you know, basketball, soccer, whatever. Um, but AFL clearly was the sport that he ended up in. Um, but I think most noticeable about Lockie was his manner. He had a lovely way with people and he could get on with students that were much you know, higher ability than him or kids that could learn from him. He had a way of finding his place in a team, really good with that. Um, and also his way of lifting a team. He, he mentioned in before that sense of positivity. He really did have that. And I think that was, you know, a, a fond memory I have of him. And of course, he could still be cheeky. He still had that fire when he was on, you know, the sports field. He was definitely one that, you know, would go for the ball hard. Um, but he knew where the line was. He knew when he needed to, you know, pull it in or behave appropriately. So he could play hard, but follow the rules. And he was a, a joy to have on a team. It was very interesting to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so you, as you've just stated, you've taught at St. Margaret Mary's for 18 It's a very long time for like yeah. in general. So um, how do you think the school has over the time and course that you've taught here changed and like evolved in a sense? Well, uh, I won't go... Uh, that's a huge question. <laughs> I might limit it to just the sport side of it. Um, physically, the school structure and facilities have changed. When I first started here, we didn't have the hall. We didn't have the gazebo. We had a thing called the Nissen hut, which was an old tin shed and very hot to be inside. No air, no light. Um, quite an interesting place to have to do sport in. We had a dirt area and the asphalt area. But you use what you've got and you make the most of what you've got. Um, yes. So over time, we've had the, you know, our hall made, and that's a great indoor space to use. Uh, we've now got the gazebo for shade, and the sand pit wasn't there. So pluses and minuses, that means we lost all that space to play sport. So having a good hit for, uh, say, um, softball or t-ball, you couldn't because we didn't have the space. Um, so you adapt. So that's when try and introduce different sports. One of the key ones, of course, is volleyball. You know, that's my passion and my sport. Um, and the school has done incredibly well in that sport, making state level, often region, often division. And for our tiny little school, that's a really great achievement. Um, and I think you've also had the benefit of um, trialling different sports, lacrosse, badminton, so, yeah, we, at the start, when I was here, we had the key sports, cricket, football, netball. Um, over time, we've introduced others, soccer. 
like say the badminton, the bike education, circus, gymnastics, so many fun things to do. So I think in that way, there's been a really you know great change over time. So leading on from that, why is sports so important in a student's life? Like we understand that it's very good for everyone and everything like that. But if someone were didn't like sport and you told them to do it, what's the most important part for it in a student's life? That's actually a great question because one of my key teaching principles is sports for everyone. And I think there's also the difference between sport and physical education. Not everyone's into sport, but I'd love everyone to be into physical education. So that means being active, um, moving, doing something. Um, here at St Margaret Mary's, we try and give you a, um, a toolbox of skills and use those in any activity that you do. Um, part of the reason we brought in things like the gymnastics and the circus was to put out key sports people, so yeah, people like Lockie, into a position where they haven't done juggling before. Right, give it a go, at, have a go at juggling. His great high hand-eye coordination, you know, of course he picked that up pretty quickly. Um, but by offering those different skills or sports, you hopefully get more children involved and they get a positive sense of self by doing those different activities. Um, what else did we do? Um, the benefits. Facing a challenge. If you're not feeling comfortable and you have to face that challenge, take the risk to get involved, take the risk to have a go, um, using your mindsets, uh, that helps you later on because you can then transfer that to other parts of your life. Yeah. Um, I often use that analogy in art um, or in other ways. Um, you're about to learn a new app, a design app. You don't know how to use it by trialling, by practising, by experimenting, a bit like doing skill drills in sport. You build up. You then add the game skills. You add the difficult bits. Then you play the game. So that sort of sport analogy can be useful. Trialling in a safe sport environment, transferring it elsewhere can work really well. That's the teacher in me talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you used a phrase where, like, this is the sports teacher me um, yes. talking here. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So in art, I often say, here's the sport analogy. You're dead right, Tyke. Often do that too often, I think. <laughs> I will say that that feeling of being fit is important, the health benefits. Um, I think I know that both of you are, are very active. That feeling of being able to move your body, um, the benefits that you feel from that, um, you know, the, the classic, the cardiovascular fitness, the muscular endurance, being able to move comfortably, breathe easily, um, have endurance, have stamina. I think um, that's all one part of um, being physically active. And then, of course, there's all the social aspects. By being part of a, a sports team or a group, you make friends. There can be a, a social connection. You both you know, find friends that both have a similar interest, and then that fires up the friendship even more. Uh, that can go extend into families. Uh, joining an outside club, an outside of school um, sports club. And that can last a lifetime. You know, friendships from made through sport can be very enduring. So that's another benefit of um, being involved in sport that might sow a seed at primary school to grow later on. Okay, so moving on from that, how hard was it when you taught sport? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it both? Was it difficult? What could you elaborate on that like? 
Interesting question. Again, a hard one. Um, probably all of them. There were moments when it was easy and moments that it was hard. Um, a funny hard one. Um, I don't enjoy sitting at a desk. I do enjoy moving and being around. So that, that was an obvious one. But when you're out there, you know, out, out in the yard, you have to face rain, wind, heat, the noise. You all know the aeroplanes, the helicopters, the garbage truck, the grass mowing. So you have to work with it against all of those things. Um, and that challenges your patience and resilience, especially when you've got a group of students that you're trying to organise into teams or whatever. <laughs> so there are moments when you can be really challenged in, like that. But there are other times when the, the weather was magnificent and I was really grateful for being out there on a beautiful day. So that was a, you know, a plus. Um, all the different personalities of all the different students over the years, because students teach teachers so many different things. And it's just a joy to see students grow. So well, you, I've taught all of you since you're in prep. So seeing you grow from the tiny tots to grade sixes is, you know, a lovely thing to be able to see and be part of as a teacher. So it's one of the joys of um, being a teacher. Um, there's always challenges with sports where you're negotiating for time in the curriculum. Can we have new sporting equipment? How do we budget for this? How do we encourage that? How do we choose a team? One of the hardest things to do as a sports teacher is have to say, you're in and you're not. That, that is one of the hardest things to do. Um, another hard one is when you're playing against much bigger schools, how to try and make sure that, that you know, your students are safe, that they're going to have a good experience. Um, so there are challenges on many levels. Uh, but I try and take those challenges as, right, what can I do about it? How can I make it work for our situation? Um, and I think volleyball was one about my main successes. That definitely worked for us. Yes, for so many years, and to be known at a regional level as the volleyball school, it's like, what? That was marvellous. <laughs> and actually another saying that comes, I don't know if I've already said this, we're a school that's known for punching above our weight. And that means that although we may be small, we, you know, that we're known for quality, which is a lovely thing to be known for. <laughs> Right, so that's um, a very interesting answer how it's like a bit of like easy some days, really hard other days and um, interesting answer. And so in general, how do you think students change from when they come to the school and prep and they start sports and then to, to year six, how they, like how do they approach, how do you think students have changed approaching sports over the years? The funniest thing, Tyke, is to remember your year level in prep trying to line you up. <laughs> Straight line. Or this is a circle. Can you stand there? No, not there. Move here. The preps are like herding sheep. And you use <laughs> games to, 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 you know, teach the sport. So there's a different way of teaching. And as students grow, you provide challenges. You change the way you present things. And... <clears throat> Towards the end, students are actually running things themselves. I just look out on the yard and I can see you running your own basketball games. There are students umpiring, <clears throat> others managing or organising teams. You know, it's a, it's a joy to see that. And I'd like to think I've had a small part in that along the way. So it is a delight to see that the changes from the, you know, the little herding sheep game, 
you know, at prep level, and then, you know, the people that are young people that are independent and being able to do things for themselves. That's marvellous. And encouraging and teaching younger students. As you get older, you're more able to do that. So that's great too. So leading on from that, how well do you think our students are doing in sports? For example, from year, not just year, like inter-school sports, out-of-school sports, volleyball, lacrosse, how do you think, how well do you think we're actually doing in that? Um, Depends what you're comparing us against. Um, You're right, this year, we can't even look at this year, this year was odd. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this year. No sport, pretty much. Um, But... um, as I said, that punching above our weight is something that we're known for. And I think there is that attitude that by giving something a go, by having a try, um, you can achieve something. And I think that's one thing that our, our school's known for. Um, in terms of how do we rate, um, we, um, we're a very tiny little school. So in some sporting activities, we can't compete on a sporting field against you know schools that are maybe eight times our size. We have 140 students. Some of the schools we compete against have 1,000. It's a different ball game. So some of the things that I've done is choose the sports that we go into, and that way we can can, become a more level playing field. Um, In saying that, we have had students, as I said, at the – we have regular representation at the, um, the division level, at the regional level, and state. We've had quite a few people in state at cross country, track and field, swimming, volleyball's been to state. Um, at regional level, we've had t-ball, soccer, hockey. So there's quite a few for such a small school. And part of it might be the benefit of the same cohort playing a team game together. You get to know each other. You work out positions. You have defenders. You have attack positions. And although you're playing different sports, the same children or there's a core group that uh, are playing in those different activities so maybe it's that repetition that helps um that play working together that helps um but yes we do hold our own which is lovely to see Uh, all of you have done that too so it's interesting to see the faces that are here in front of me and um to know that all of you have done that so that was very interesting to hear but sadly it's time to end wrap this all up and sadly, um, on behalf of Tiger and myself, I would like to thank you very much, Ms. McGuire, for coming on your day off to take part of this interview. And it is always a pleasure to talk to you and hear your stories about St. Margaret Mary's, no matter if it's about sport or anything else. Not a problem. Happy to keep talking at another time, whenever you wish. Yeah. Thanks, boys. That's it from us, the sports captains from St. Margaret Mary's. Back to the studio. Let's go back to Grace in the studio. Wow, thank you Austin and Tig for their amazing insight into the school sport program at St. Margaret Mary Spotswood. Thank you also to our special guests, Lachlan Fogarty and Mrs. Emma McGuirk. It is always great to hear about the history of our school. Coming up after the break on St. Margaret Mary's Roadshow, Eddie and I will be interviewing one of our longest serving staff members at St. Margaret Mary's, Mrs. Miss, Mrs. Marie Payton, as well as as well as one of our newest staff members, Miss Ashlyn Carr. I look forward to hearing about the memories and stories each of our guests will bring to the interview. 
You're on Live FM. Stay tuned. Across our neighbourhood and across the world, live from St Margaret Mary's Primary School in Spotswood, you're listening to CEM Radio Ed Week on Live FM. Hi.